want to share a few words from Isaiah chapter 43. Four verses in Isaiah chapter 43. And this is what it says. This is what the Lord says. He who made the way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished and snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. When Isaiah was writing these words, the Israelites had been taken into captivity in Babylon. A a group of them had been taken away and they were in captivity again. And they were looking back to all those years ago where they'd previously been in Egyptian captivity some hundreds and hundreds of years previous. And they're wondering, what is God doing in this midst? And it's into this context, when they're in Babylon in exile, away from their land, the the city of Jerusalem, the temple that's been destroyed, it's, it's just grief and loss and despondency. And here they are, and they're wondering, and it's into this context that Isaiah comes. And so today there's three things that I think we can apply out of this passage. Three truths, if you like that were true for the Israelites some 700 years or thereabouts before the coming of Christ. Three truths that still ring true for us today. The first one is that we need to look back. We see this in verse 16 and verse 17, where where, where Isaiah is, is reminding the Israelites about what God did previously when he freed them from Egyptian captivity where he made a path through the mighty waters, where he opened up the Red Sea so that they could cross. They were in this situation, you see. They were on the run. Pharaoh and his army were coming up behind them. They were hemmed in. There was nowhere for them to go. There, there was, they, it was all lost. It was all gone. The, the army was going to come and they were going to take him captive all again. But Moses prayed and the waters were parted and they were able to escape across to the other side. And Isaiah is saying to the Israelites who are now in captivity again, remember, remember God's faithfulness in the past. There's a couple of stories I want to share with you and I'm indebted to to Brian Good and to Doug Butler for these stories. Brian and Doug have actually taken the time out to write a, a brief history of New Peninsula Baptist Church. And in that history, we can see some of the stories of God's faithfulness. And there's two that I want to highlight. One from 1958 and one more recently. The first one's from 1958. The Rosebud Church were just starting to get established. Uh, It was going okay, but they were just a small community of people. But there was an energy and there was a a sense of faith within the congregation. And and what they needed, they realized, was that they needed to build a church in Rosebud to connect and engage with their local community. They acquired some land, the land on which our Rosebud campus still sits today. And they set themselves the task of getting a building built. 
and they were able to construct a building largely out of volunteer labour. You could do those things back then. It's a bit harder to do those today with all the OH&S and other stuff that we have to honour. But but back then you could do those things. In fact, there was a a group from the Frankston Baptist Church that travelled all the way down the highway, some skilled labourers, and they helped make it all possible to get this building. The the building, it still stands here today, some 60-odd years old now. It's a little old and tired, and we're wanting to do something about that. But but it was was there, and and the original building was built for £6,000 it cost in materials. It equates to about $211,000 in today's money. It's extraordinary when you think that that commitment that was made of £6,000 was a commitment made by 17 members who called Rosebud Baptist Church their home at that particular point in time. God's faithfulness, his provision, it works out to be something like $12,500 per member that they committed themselves to. An extraordinary act of faithfulness and an extraordinary response from our faithful God that was able to establish a church that has continued to be a witness into our Rosebud community for over the past 60 years. That's the first story. We remember God's faithfulness. The second story comes about, it's around about 25 years ago, where in the late 1990s, the church was starting to undergo a period of of sustained growth. I'm talking about Mornington Baptist Church at this particular point in time. Uh, There was a strong sense, we need to reach out and connect with our local community. We need to engage. We need to make, uh, build relationships. We need to close the gap that exists there between us and the rest of our community. How do we do this? And they came up with an idea. An idea that became known as Family Fun Day. Originally at Mornington Baptist and then here on this site at New Peninsula Baptist Church, Family Fun Day took off. It was a a free day of family-friendly events for anyone that wanted to go. And at its peak, Family Fun Day saw over 6,000 people on site here at this site coming on a Saturday to enjoy the hospitality of this church as it reached out its arms to its local community. God moved in incredible ways at that time. We saw amazing growth as a church. It's good for us to look back occasionally. It's good for us to look back and reflect on God's faithfulness and his provision. Because if he's done it in the past, surely, surely, our unchanging God will bless us so in the future. So we look back. The second thing that we do, we need to actually let go. We look back, but then we need to let go. In verse 18... Isaiah says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. You see, they were in Babylon now, not Egypt. And God had a new plan. He had a new way. He wasn't just going to go and do what he did in the past. There was a new thing, something even greater, even better that was coming at them. You see, God's faithfulness doesn't change, but his methods throughout history do. And so here he is saying to the Israelite people, you might long for the rescue that you received all that time ago, but it's not going to happen. You need to let it go because I am doing a new thing. 
We're seeing this here at our church at the moment. One of the things that we've put our minds to over the last 12 months is to really press into the online space. Um, A lot of different organisations are doing this coming out of COVID where we morphed into everything online and some of it we were completely over, but we learnt a whole lot of things and there was a sense here amongst the leadership of the church that we've learnt some things here. We want to keep pressing in. We think there's a way that we can connect with people in our local community and even beyond using online. And so we went to you, the congregation, in October and November last year and we asked you to prayerfully discern whether God was laying it on your heart to sow in generously to what we felt like God was doing and you did it. And we've now been able to resource this and we're starting to see some incredible impact. One of the things we do, you might have seen them if you're online, is that we'll, we grab a, a 90-second little clip of a sermon on a Sunday. It's really simple to do, it's easy to do, and then we post it throughout the week. And we're seeing those 90-second clips, those 90-second grabs as we post them onto our social media, each week are getting at least 2,000 views. Now, one of them a few weeks ago had 13,000 views. We're starting to see God work in ways that we perhaps couldn't even have imagined a few years ago. You see, it's good for us to look back. We remember God's faithfulness, but we need to let go because God's method is different when it comes to the future. And here's the last point. As we look back and as we let go, we then start to look ahead. In verse 19. Through Isaiah, God says, see, I am doing a new thing. My sense is that these six words are not just a prophecy for Isaiah's day, but perhaps a prophecy for us here today as well. One of the things the staff team's been doing in recent times is that we've been delving deeply into the Gospels. We've been, we've been going on this journey together where we're, we're, we're journaling together. We're, we're put nine days aside this year. We've already had three, maybe four of them, where we've just reflected deeply on the story of Jesus in the Gospels. And one of the things that we're learning is that Jesus makes a series of invitations And I'm going to just reflect on these invitations and and I want to ask you as I'm reflecting on these invitations to ask you where are you at today in your journey? What's Jesus saying to you afresh today? One of the invitations that he invited in the very early days of his encounter with his, the, the men that would go on to become his disciples was just a very simple invitation. We can read it in John 1.39. It's the invitation to come and see. Just come and check me out, he's saying. Come and have a look at who I am. Come and see that I am good that I am faithful, that I am loving, that I am your friend. Come and see that I am God. I wonder if that's the invitation that's coming at you today. 
just to come and see. There's another invite. We read it a bit later. We're in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And this is the invitation to find rest. Come, he says, to all who are weary and burdened. I wonder if you're carrying some stuff today and it's weighing you down and you feel the weight of it. It it sucks away the joy. It's making life hard. It feels like it's a grind. You're not sure if you can keep going forward. And Jesus is saying to you today, come to me. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. And then there's another invite. This also happens pretty early days with his disciples, but this is a different invite to the come and see and to the come and find rest. We're in Mark chapter 1, verse 17, where Jesus actually lays it on the line and he says, Are you serious? Because my invitation to you now is to come and follow me. You see, this is the decision that those who have decided to be baptized today have made. And this is the decision of those that we saw on the screens earlier in the service who were baptized recently. This is the decision that says, I'm coming. I'm going to follow Jesus with all I've got. I've realized that there's some decisions that I've made, some things that I've done, and it hasn't always worked out that well for me, and I'm now going to hand over control. I'm going to live by His ways. I'm going to do my best to follow Him for the rest of my days. Come and follow me. These three points to look back, to let go, and to to look ahead. There's no doubt that we can apply them to us as a whole congregation, and it's apt that we do so today. But they can also be applied to us individually. As we look back in the rearview mirror, and we can see in hindsight what we couldn't see at the time, We can see God's presence and his faithfulness. He was always there with us in the challenge, in the difficulty, even in those times when we mucked it up and the decisions didn't work out, those behaviours that were destructive or addictive. He was there with us. He's never let you go. He's been waiting patiently. Some of us need to let go today. We need to let go of that which is in our past. We need to embrace the new future that we have in him. And as we do that, we look ahead. We look ahead to the best life that one could live. A life lived with him. Today you've heard eight stories. You've heard about Val whose husband passed away and in her desperation and significant loss, she cried out to God and God came 
and brought his peace and his healing. You've heard about Christy. Christy was here in October at our baptism service last year. Her husband, Christian, was baptised and Christy was one of the people that responded at the end of the service. And she made that same decision that her husband made. To give up the old ways and embrace the newness in him. You've heard about Connor who experienced some deep and traumatic rejection throughout his life, but he's now found a sense of belonging within our Wednesday community. And he's discovered the love of Jesus in the process. You've heard about Kiara, who faced all her life some challenging life circumstances that Jesus is walking alongside her and now helping her to navigate. You've heard about Rachel who experienced an unexpected and a difficult situation. One of great pain and challenge and hope lost became hope found in him. You've heard about Sal. Sal discovered the difference between church going, the religiousness, as opposed to the relationship, the friendship of Jesus. You've heard about Lincoln, who at the tender age of eight, he already knows that God loves him. And you've heard about Jason. How when he put his trust in Jesus, God brought restoration to his relationships. I wonder what God is saying to you this morning. Is it just to come and see? Is it come and, and just find rest in Him? Or is it that significant decision? The moment of time, that moment which is now, of saying, Yes, I'm giving my life to Him. I'm going to follow Him with all that I have. I'm going to move into a time of prayer now. And during this time of prayer, there's an opportunity for you to respond. All I'm going to ask you to do is to simply raise your hand. And it's a way, it's a physical act of acknowledging that, yes, God is doing something within me. He's stirring something within me and I need to respond to him today. As we pray, all eyes will be closed and heads bowed. And this is really just a a, a response to God. It's just between you and God. And we're not going to ask you to do anything else apart from simply putting your hand up as a sign of responding during a time of prayer. Will you join with me as I pray? Lord, we want to thank you. We thank you for the eight people that were either baptised today or baptised recently. We thank you for the incredible change and transformation that you have brought. From hope lost to hope found, to broken relationships to relationships restored, from without purpose to knowing your plan.
from a lack of love to an awareness of your love. Lord, we thank you this morning. And we thank you for the faithfulness of you to this church, to New Peninsula Baptist Church, throughout the history of our church, churches. As month upon month, year upon year, decade upon decade, you have provided, you've used people within this church to draw those unto you. That there are many people here today, even in this room, even joining us online, who are here as a result of the faithfulness of others that come from this church. Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, in this room, there are people to whom you are putting out an invitation to this morning. Is it come and see? Is it come and find rest? Is it come and follow me? If you are responding to God this morning while all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, just simply put your hand up saying, God, I'm here for you. I'm yours. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe up in the balcony, I can't see you, but I know that there's a group of people up there. How is God inviting you this morning? What about those of us that are online? What's the invitation to you? May you respond also today. Lord, I want to thank you for those that have responded. And I pray that the work that you have begun, you would now bring to completion. Lord, for some, it's this significant decision, perhaps even for the first time, that I'm giving it to you, Lord. I'm letting go. I'm letting you take control. I'm going to follow your ways and purposes. And I trust and I know that while life might not get easier, it will certainly get better in knowing you. Lord, bring that work that you've begun today Mature it and develop it and bring it to your completion, I pray. And Lord, for us as a church, for our Rosebud congregation, for our morning congregation here at Mount Martha and our evening congregation here at Mount Martha, for our Tuesday night hub at Rosebud and our, sorry, our Tuesday night hub at Mount Martha and our Wednesday night hub at Rosebud. Lord, for each of those congregations, I pray, that we would continue to know you are near. That you would encounter us and change us. And Lord, that you would bring hope, life, purpose and forgiveness to those we are connecting with. In Jesus' name I pray.